everybody. Welcome to the Thursday show here on the Frontline Gaming Network. My name is Paul Murphy, your host. I'm joined by Dustin Hinshaw. Hello, everybody. And Adam Camilleri. <laughs> that was amazing. That was amazing timing. That was fantastic. Like, I, I, I hope he's planned that. I hope he's got like a big that was button where really... he's just like, intro, bang, and I'm out. <laughs> like, drop. Hey, you don't man. even need me anymore. I did my job. Welcome to the Thursday show. It's going to be a good show. I'm really sick. I don't know if you can tell. I'm trying to embody the oomph that I hope that you feel for your 40K this weekend. But what are we going to be covering, Dusty? We are going to be starting off with the Coventry GT. Then we're going to be going all the way to Sweden for the TTT, which is what the talk table, talk team tournament. Whatever you want it to be. Pretty yeah, much, that's what the, I, I asked him. I asked him, what is the what does the TTT stand for? And pretty much, this is like the Adepticon team tournament. It's like a funky format, 1,500 point, but very big and venerable Swedish event. And the T, the T stands for TOK team tournament, like T-O-K. And no one knows well, what so that stands for. Basically, what, no the abbreviation has an abbreviation in it. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Okay. I and the, the event has been going for so long. No one knows what TOC stands for anymore, but they assume it stands for TOCIG or something, which is crazy <laughs> in Swedish. So the crazy team it. tournament. I love it. And then we're also going to be going to the Death and Glory team tournament in Ohio. So we actually got two team tournaments to cover, which is awesome. I yeah, love boy. that. But we're we got to start it. it off with the uh, the Coventry GT, which is a big one in well, England. Starting off with a where, a where in the world is a Wargamer Joe? The lovely Wargames Live uh, Joe is off and over to uh, Westminster, Maryland for Flames of War Major, which is a 56-player five-rounder at the Tables and Towers. Wonderful gaming venue there. Uh, should be a good one, so go and catch that over on Wargames Live over on YouTube. And please uh, support Joe, as we all should do. He's, he's doing it for all of us, really. Yeah, absolutely. And it's great quality, so you see some great games on there, great quality. Make sure you support that. And then... Uh... Come see him next week because we want to. We want to see where he's going to be next week too. Uh, where in the world is he going to be? Who knows? It's a mystery. Where in the Just world shot, shot. is? <laughs> we do still need that. <laughs> I, yeah, as long as it's not uh, copyrighted or anything, we want to make sure we can actually do that, or we'll make our own. That's fine too. So uh, starting off with the Coventry GT. Yeah, shout out to people in chat first. Uh, Bolter throwing Kelsey To Artemis Steve. Thank you so much, guys. Big Pap SC. Big Papa SC, thank you so much for joining us, guys. You guys are going to be carrying this show for us in lieu of the wonderful Paul, who is the glue that sticks our great show together. But take us away with that Coventry GT, mate. Of note, first, though, before we jump in, there is two Coventry events. In the UK, they're so freaking buck wild. They've got a three-dayer with 150-odd players, and they've got a two-dayer running concurrently with 100 players. And we have merged those stats into one beautiful rundown for you. Some quick and dirties, as we say. Dustin, take it away. Perfect. So it is 154 98 player. What is that 98? Oh, right. Oh, that's yeah, slash three, yeah, yeah, two. Perfect. Yeah. I got you now. Then the eight and five runs respectively. So the quick and dirty stats for these events combined. Imperial, there is 10 Sisters of Battle, 11 Custodes, one Admech, eight Astro Militarum, three Grey Knights, and 13 Imperial Knights. Space Marines, there's six Dark Angels, two Space Wolves, 12 Blood Angels, three Ultramarines, one Salamander, one Black Templar, one Raven Guard, one Imperial Fist, two Iron Hands. Chaos, there's 8,000 Suns, eight Death Guard, 20 Demons, and nine Renegade Knights. Heretic Astartes, there is five Black Legion, 12 Emperor's Children, two Iron Warriors, one Night Lord, one Red Corsairs, two World Eaters, and six Creations of Bile. Xenos, there's 18 Necrons, 12 Orcs, and 14 Tau, and a single Votan. 
Hive Mind. There's 13 Tyranids and 6 Gs to the call. They're really coming up the numbers now. I like this. Eldari, there's 1 Eldari, 7 Drakari, 14 Harlequin, 16 Asuriani, and 3 Inari, meaning the faction podium is Chaos Space Marines, topping it off at 29. Chaos Demons in second with 20, and then Necrons in third with 18. What do you think of that spread? Did we give a Joe watch? We did we give did a Joe watch. And the <laughs> nice. wonderful Paul Murphy's hey. back. Paul, what do you think of that spread? <laughs> well, I love it. I mean, Chaos Space Marines, you know, again, been on record a hundred times saying that when when the bad guys in the in the the game are good, then the game is seems just feels better, you know, and there's so much depth in that codex in general. So it's really starting to crack it open and see what's up. A lot of creations of bile, a lot of Emperor's children, but there's more to it. Exactly right. I'd love to point out the beautiful uh Mirror that is the uh, space, the Adeptus Studies and the Heretic Studies. Twenty nine players for each of those super factions, and even in what is being taken is closely mirrored. Twelve Blood Angels, twelve Emperor's uh, Children, six Creations of Bile, six Dark Angels. There really is a dark reflection uh, between those two going on. One of them being an absolute haymaker, you know, pound for pound, one of the best in the field. And the other one really struggling at the moment. But I just thought it's a really cool thing to draw people's attention to. Mm-hmm. Blood sure. Angels. A lot of Blood Angels. <laughs> blood Angels taking it down this past weekend, you know, and really let's talk about, again, about the men. The, the, the meta? Yes, yes Paul. Talk about the meta? Yes, Paul. Yeah. We're waiting Absolutely with right. breath. <laughs> we should breath. We should just nod, nod along. Just nod, yeah. Mm, yeah okay. Some great points. I'm imagining that he's still talking. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, his voice is on my head talking about the matter right now. Like, I, I'm fully engrossed in this conversation. I don't know if you guys are able to. What do you make of What do you make of demons spiking up to hit a podium there? That's actually kind of crazy to me, seeing the demons get that high up, because they haven't had any massive podiums as of late, right? So they're not mm. like... They won a GT Crushing last. The they won a GT last week, and they've been one of the more uh, represented five and one, you know, factions in the game at the moment. Definitely one of the stronger factions out there. I mean, it's all off the back of Flamers. Let's not let's not jump. Oh, around absolutely. absolutely, joke around. As soon as, as soon as Tyrion Warriors got nerfed, like Flamers, I believe became the best non-character model in the game, essentially. Yeah, um, that's uh, that's not far off. I mean, a lot of people will look some of the. Uh, 1k suns with the demons in there maybe some of the mixes they saw in there sort of making their mix list with chaos space Marines, and they're like this is actually better as a demon list so yeah there, i felt like because i actually did that a couple of times too when i was making a mix I was like oh, that's good but you know I, th- I think i'd like another bloodthirster i'd like this and that from demons i should just make a demons list <laughs> exactly exactly right um this this the three day for coventry is an absolute freaking shark tank there is nine of the top 10 in the uk attending the coventry gt there's only two two players in the top 10 in the uk who aren't and most of those guys in the top 10 in the uk are in the top 10 in the freaking world as well in addition we have our good mate anthony vanilla making the trip over the pond He's the dark reflection of what Manny did last week <laughs> going to Kansas. Manny, Manny came over from you know from the UK, got a podium in the US. Anthony, I'm I'm setting you off for it, mate. You got to get it back. Got to get back. And minimum a podium. Minimum minimum a podium for Anthony Vanilla, guys. He's playing Empress Children, but it's pretty similar to a lot of the Empress Children lists we've been seeing later. So I didn't add it to the the list we're going to be breaking down. But the first of which, I'm just going to let Dustin do it because I don't think my voice is going to let me. Dustin, what's the first top player in attendance? <laughs> The first one is Vic Vijay, first in the UK currently, bringing a Suriani, which is actually one we didn't talk too much about. The Suriani had a huge spike in this tournament, good, like a like huge showing. And it's yeah. Masterful Shots and Swift Strike. Do you know what Swift Strike is? I got no idea. I'm looking up. I have no idea. Chat. 
Let us know if you know what Swishrike is off the uh, top of your head there. So it is an Outrider with Baharoth, 2x5 Howling Banshees, 10-10-6 Swooping Hawks. Swooping Hawks making a huge comeback in Vic's list. And 3x1 Vipers, and then a Patrol with two Farseer Skyrunners, 3x1 Warlock Skyrunners, 5 Rangers, 10 Dire Avengers, 5 Striking Scorpions, and then 2x3 Shroud Runners. There's a lot mm. of new stuff in here. And I mean, I mean a lot. I mean a lot of Swooping Hawks and then Shroud Runners, which we almost never see he's he's really turned the clock back in a couple of ways and trying to push the envelope in some others it was a three man a three and a single um warlock sky run oh sorry I was, okay yeah, whatever. it's a slash or an x there yeah, whatever yeah you're um, I, I can't get all your abbreviations and code and everything so the know. big deal here is the freaking swooping hawks why would people go back to swooping hawks uh i know but i don't want to say it High volume of shots, get through the demon saves. Exactly right. Yeah. Paul Paul comes back in with the gold. Freaking demons. There it is. 20 demon players, and and Vic has called it beforehand, being like, I need something to deal with demons because demons are going to show up here. P- picked the meta perfectly. Yeah, 26. Absolutely. 26. He's going to um, jump in, do a couple jabs, <coughs> and then. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Come in with the, the, the hard hitting facts, and that is, I don't need to be here for everything. I just- <laughs> um, way less Dire Avengers, but still one decent unit. Um, the two good melee units, as in, you know, it's, it's got Howling Banshees, he's got Striking Scorpions. And then it's got a lot of periphery stuff. The Shroud Runners is the one I don't truly understand, but I'm hoping someone uh, in the chat, especially, will be able to pick it for us. They're snipers, right? Like, they're actually pretty strong snipers and fast snipers, so they can get to some of the characters that are showing up and giving the buffs around. Right? Sorry, I missed that. I missed that, mate. Oh, it just... <laughs> I feel <laughs> like they're, 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 uh, they're just good snipers to be able to kick, take off a lot of the characters giving the buffs around, because there's a lot of characters that are giving important buffs people want to turn off a lot of the time. Especially um, in some of the demons, too. Yeah, for some reason, I feel like Swift Strike makes you shoot better. It says Swift Strike, but I feel like it's a shooting buff, just off the top of my head. And I feel like it benefits um, Scatter Lasers, which I know Shroud Runners come with. Um, okay. Ah, uh, the Scatter Lasers hit on twos, of course. Um, and oh! So it's more just it's more volume. high strength, no rend. It's more volume shooting. Okay, beautiful. That makes perfect sense. And that, that really fills out the list then. That, <laughs> so he's going for pure volume. He's ready for this demon meta. We got a question in the chat too, is uh, about the the craft world Eldar and the White Dwarf. Is like, think folks are you know kind of ignoring those types of supplements. I'm not even sure what he's referring to. Yeah, actually, if there's yeah, something new that's come to? out. Let us know what what's the ability there that people are missing. Are we missing something? But thanks yeah, for throwing a one, comment in the chat. They, the only one I they, know they, one is the uh, the Drukari one. That's all the only one I know. Yeah, there's a White Dwarf. There's a there's a release for Eldar and White Dwarf. Amazing. Um, Swift Strikes, for those wondering, in your shooting phase, each time a unit with this attribute is selected to shoot, unless it has fallen back until the end of the phase, it counts as remaining, having remained stationary. So those Shroud Runners always hit on twos. They've got all heavy weapons, so they can just move and hit oh, on twos all the time. That's um, nice. Nice little piece of tech there. I'm, I'm, now, I'm now fully on board with that. That sounds sick. Okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, Vic Vijay, current ranked uh, number one in the UK. What's the next one, Dustin? Next, we have David Gaylard, second in the UK with Chaos Demons. So we're going to see exactly what Vic was trying to build against. Um, the Undivided, so a battalion with uh, Bloodthirster, Changecaster, Transweaver, 2 by 10 Bloodletters, 2 by 10 Demonets, 3 by 6 Flamers. There it is. There it is. We expected it. And then a patrol with Bellicor and 10 Bloodletters. I actually like this spread of the, the Demons. I think the Bellicor with the Bloodthirster is the, the right around of the 
right amount of the big guys because they're both just hard to kill. They'll do the damage you do. It is okay you have the to maximum see, of like, flamers all the flamers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but all the flamers, you know. I mean, like, we, we just expect we see a demon. It's going to have at least like 15 flamers, right? That's just the assumption at this point. Yeah. It, it is. They are easily the best thing in that book. In fact, so many I've heard so many demon players saying like they can't nerf flamers because there's no flamers. We don't have anything else. <laughs> I feel like they uh, that that's an overinflation. You do have other stuff. I love this list. The only thing I don't love about this list, I'm not as sold on Bellacor as a lot of other people are. I'd rather see more medium demons in there. I'd rather see fiends, possibly some other little bits and pieces. I hear some good things about some of the Celeste chariots also, which I haven't seen elsewhere. Um, but Bellacor is the only bit I'm not. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced he's worth it all the all the time. But as oh, a medicine, slingshot. People are excited about that locust and being able to to basically slingshot the bloodthirster into combat. Now, because people have talked about that, people know it's coming, and so it's difficult to get that move off. But some, I mean, you're going to get it off, and it's going to make a difference each and every time. And a comment quickly on the flamers, like I'm actually okay with some units just being really good. I don't see any reason why some units shouldn't be really good, and that is definitely one of those units that is probably on the top end, but incredibly really good. Oh yeah, no, it's definitely it's it's. I'd say the best unit in their codex for sure. I wouldn't say it's broken. And that's a lot to say, I think, because most people think that it's, it's a really broken unit. I don't think so. I think it's very strong. But if you look at the rest of the shooting in the Demon's Codex, well, you, you have trouble finding it because there's yeah, there's not much. It's, it's already there. <laughs> and it's like close range too, yeah. right? So it's, it takes, yeah. as good as they are, it does still take some finesse to use them well, I think. I just want to see a, an internal rebalance of some points. I want to see flamers go up and some other stuff come down. Um, but that's pretty yeah. much it. I, I, don't, I don't think it's it's that it's that house house of cards here that everyone else thinks it is. It's another very strong list, though. I am he's he's got he's got the troops perfect for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Bloodlers and demonettes, everything you want. Yeah, yep. it's a bit of a shame the other the other two don't get much of a look in because I was I was kind of hyped on horrors when they when they first got announced, but mm-hmm. I haven't seen anybody make them make sense yet. I actually because of the splits. Is that, is that why you were super hyped on them? Oh, they don't do any damage. They just they just don't. Yeah. Armor contempt and cover, and they just don't do, do don't do any damage. Whereas demonets, they offer really good um, <coughs> four up um, saves on both sides in melee and in range. They're actually good, really good holding backfields. You can't just go pick them up. Um, mm-hmm. And bloodletters are threatening to just about everything. Yeah, for sure. I I I'd agree with that too. Next up, we have oh, Nassim. Yeah. Whoop whoop. Sorry, you have to say no, say what's next? You're, you're on it. I'm, I'm on it. All right. That seemed Fushane? Fushane? Yep. Nailed it. Fuccini? Fuccini? Wow, I was way off. I nailed it. Okay. Fourth in the UK with <laughs> Farsight Enclaves. With a patrol, Cold Star Commander, 10 Crute, Firesight Marksman, 4 Crute Hounds, 2 Riptides, and 2 Bombers. That's pretty standard there. And then a patrol with a Crisis Commander, 10 more Crute, 5 Crisis Suits with 2 three Shield Drones, and then 3 more Crisis Suits. So this is an interesting spread. they got the Riptides instead of the Hammerheads that you'll normally see with that. Still has the Bombers. I think they're, they've pretty much made the mainstay of the Tau list nowadays. What do you guys think? <coughs> Uh, it's a very lean uh, list. It's only got, what, three misc units? Like, it's only got a one unit of crude hands, two units of crude to go and do your, you know, actions and put up banners and stuff. And as soon as you lose those, you start really getting stretched. It is interesting to have the Farsight Marksman. I've been wondering, oh. when I when I saw this list, I was trying to figure out why he, why he put it in there. It's because I think it's because he doesn't have Shadow Sun. And, he, and most tower lists want to have uh, two to three warlord traits because you want to have your killy commanders you want to have your buff commanders and then you want to have your redeploy your uh redeploy ability which shadow sun usually brings to the table but she's a lot of points 
So I think he's tried to make this as lean as possible and put just as much hate in here as he can. Tunes of Crisis, two Riptides, two Sun Sharks. That is a lot of oomph um, in addition to two Commanders. It's a really strong, really yeah. vicious What I kept hearing from Tau players just over the course of the, you know, every tournament is that how do you beat the, the Tau list that you see? It's very oppressive. You know, depending on terrain, you can get just picked off all the time. They say, make me play with the stuff I don't want to play with. Make me play the game, try to score points with the stuff I'd prefer to not be scoring points with. Like, so if you take <laughs> out the crew hounds, you take out the crew, all the fire, any, any anything that's not the crisis suits or their tides or the sun sharks or whatever, although you got to take out the sun sharks immediately. But this other stuff, uh, if you take out all the things that aren't maybe what your target, your mind tells you what your target party should be then you're going to have a much easier game later in the in the round because they'll be have to move and do things and you know you're they're then playing a different game than they would be if you were not uh taking away exactly all right. that as, soon as, as soon as you make him have to use like a crisis unit to do an action you're winning you're like yeah. you're, you're getting so far ahead you know um it's it's a great point, Paul. Like if you if you try try and pull apart the little support pieces, you can really expose them. Because like, and one of the great things about Tau is like, how much harder is it to kill a single crisis suit than like twenty crew? It is so much easier to kill like twenty crew than one crisis suit resource wise. Yeah, by a lot. Point. By a lot. Um, so of those three we went over, boys, there's another five of the top ten in addition to one of the top ten in America in attendance at this event. So essentially, there's like nine of the top players in the world at a minimum attending this one what do we think is going to take it hmm. you guys feeling that's a great question it? i mean really with chaos space marines being just so dominant uh you know right now and, and also in high attendance i'm gonna go with chaos space marines safe bet yeah for it's sure it's a very good bet i'll go with demons to get a podium uh, it's been a I, I haven't seen them did they get a podium at kansas paul no, uh, no. I don't think they. Uh, they might have been yet. third or fourth. They might have been. They could have been. Could have been fourth. Yeah, I think. I think one of uh, there was definitely a a X and one demons player, but I'm not sure if they got high enough scores. Yeah. But anyway, I'm going to go for demons for a podium. I don't think they. I don't think they're going to win. I. I think there's too much shooting here, to be honest. Well, two of two of the players we just talked about, like I, I didn't point it out, but Nassim's got a hell of a lot of burst cannons on his list, which is just demon hate um, incarnate. So. I'm going to go with um, with Demons to get a podium, but not to win. Yeah, okay. I can see that. I am actually going to do something that uh, Paul's going to love me for, but I am going to say Blood Angels. Ooh, nice. nice. Yeah. So, like, with everything I'm seeing here, I'm seeing a lot of uh, high volume, but low AP stuff. And uh, Sanguinary Guard are good into that. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it's true, man. You're absolutely right. I mean, yeah. How does how does Victor kill three into Sangard before it eats him alive? Rolls a lot of sixes with the Dire Avengers. Or yeah, one unit of Dire Avengers <laughs> to try and punch through. That's just not going to do it. Or just pray your your Sweeping Hawks. Just he rolls enough once. Yeah. There we go. Uh, I should look up uh, Brent Simon third place cast demons. I can't remember if he was third or fourth, but they go. did. Okay, yeah. they did podium. Okay, you podium. Nice. I'm I'm thinking about the same for demons here. I'd be, I'd be very happy if a uh, sorry demon player get uh, third place here. Um. What is the next event, boys? Or do you want to hit an ad? Uh, yeah, we go. Yeah, let's get a word from our sponsors and then come on right back in with this. Get those hobby boxes. Get those mats. Get that terrain. Oh, yeah. Dustin's loving that terrain.
Yeah. Whatever. Uh, we I are back. Guys enjoyed that ad. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, you know, that was something. Look, this is an, um, this is a show where sometimes things happen and sometimes they don't. That's, a, that's about the best way to describe it. I don't know if y'all know this. We do this live. We do this show live every Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern time ish. Uh, and sometimes when you're doing a live show, you know, here we are. Thanks for your patience and hanging out with us. If you've not checked out the Frontline Gaming Network and everything they have to offer, please get over there to their website uh, and see what they got. The mats, uh, the terrain. Dustin, I think you actually recently got the terrain. I did, and it actually looks amazing. It's it's very functional. It looks great. And, yeah, it's on my table right now. I'd turn my camera off. I wasn't worried about breaking something so you guys could see it. Yeah, check out the tickets for the events coming up. Uh, you know, hobby boxes, a whole bunch of stuff happening over there. Next event we're going to talk about is uh team tournament we got the the was it the ttt 2022 from varberg sweden we know they're just incredibly good players over there Mm. like it's a a shark tank as it were so what are we going to see there we will be seeing 104 players and 26 teams of four so it's actually going to be smaller teams than used to and the big thing is five rounds it's only 1500 points I know. Oh, it's something different. So it's see, that cool is novel. Uh, look, this kind of reinforces the fact that, look, there is a standard, what we consider 2,000 points, mm-hmm. you know, match play and whatever, whatever. Uh, but, you know, you have freedom to do whatever you want, you know, as far as so, like, what your tournament format is. The reason, one of the big reasons we brought this one to the, the fourth, so you guys could see, is this is one of those traditional, venerable, been around forever events. This event has been 1,500 points since before 1850 was even a thing in sixth mm. and seventh edition when was 1500 the competitive standard was it was it fifth. fourth was it fifth. fifth neil kerr who i talked to about this event who's in attendance um he's been going to this event for 11 years and that's the 11 years he's been living in sweden it's been going for many years before that and they've always been 1500 never changed that's just what it is and i freaking adore that and we want to bring and highlight these venerable tradition flagship nation events. I think it's amazing. Like an Adepticon, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Remember, the meta doesn't shape you. You shape the meta. So you can do what you want. So the quick and dirty stats here. The Imperial, again, with teams of four, 26 teams, we won't see any more than 26 of a single faction here represented because I'm assuming they can't duplicate. 1,500 points. You know what? Anything's game at this point. You never know. But the Imperial there is nine sisters of battle, three custodes, four Admech, one Astromilitarium, one Granite, and four Imperial Knights. Space Marines is one Dark Angel, three Blood Angels, one Ultramarine, and two Salamanders. Not many Space Marines here. Mm. Chaos, there's three T-Suns, six Death Guards, six Demons, seven Renegade Knights. Heretic Astartes is one Black Legion, three Emperor's Children, one World Eater, one Red Corsair, three Creations of Bile, two Word Bears, and an Iron Warrior. Xenos, there's 12 Necrons, oh, nine Red Corsair, two Tau. Yeah, mm. one red corsair. Yeah. Hive mind, there's eight Tyranids and a genes to their cult. Eldar, there's two Drukari, four Harlequins, six Suriani, and one Yunari, meaning the faction podium is Necrons and CSM again, topping it out mm-hmm. at twelve. Orcs and sisters at nine. And then Tyranids in third with eight. Pretty pretty good spread for the most part, I think, actually. Again, Imperium and Chaos completely mirrored. Space uh, Marines, though. Oof. <laughs> Only mm-hmm. seven. Mm-hmm. Seven. Uh, yeah, do we know the? It's like the breakdown of those. I guess here we do. Yeah, the Blood Angels, 
salamanders. Yeah, yeah one That's, dark I angel, two salamanders, ultimate two salamanders. Yeah. This is what we. This is. I guess if you're going to say that's a good, a nice mix of what you would expect to see in this format. Yeah, uh, the, the three bunches obviously makes, obviously makes sense. Beautiful spread on the heretic Astarte side. I think that's, yes. is that all of them? Is that just all of them except for Alpha Legion essentially? Yes. Which all of them technically could be Alpha Legion yeah. anyway. So you get. And all of them probably have uh, Abaddon anyway. So I mean, like pretty much. Yeah, uh, but yeah, beautiful. I heard Red Astarte. Corsairs be, being like mentioned in the shadows the, this past weekend. Like, what do they do? They, uh, they charge innately, right? They freaking advance and charge and have a really good secondary. Like, a mm. really good secondary. Um, they have... Do they have OPSEC bikes? No, 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 no. They don't have OPSEC bikes. Um, but I think there's some way for them to give out OPSEC, if I remember right. And yeah, they're, they're a beautiful disruption army um, when it comes to team tournaments. And if you need to get something that can just put pressure on... I actually played against Red Corsairs last weekend, and he had a unit of smashy black mace uh corn bikes and he had a unit of super ultra durable nurgle bikes and the corn bikes were crap they went in killed like a medium unit and i killed them and the nurgle bikes kept me in my deployment zone by themselves tied up for almost wow. turn three. even with the black mace on the corn bikes they went in killed a unit of my bikes i had three obsec hmm. bikes there was a unit of nine bikes they went in killed that one and i just I just picked them up. Like yeah, they they that Black Mace tech on bikes is what I've I've heard also other mm. players are taking advantage of. Really? It's it's really good. I don't think it's good on the nine, uh, because I think it's just too big a footprint. Like you someone will get a bomber and just go see him and kill him. Oh. But on a smaller unit where you can just use all the other models as ablative wounds to get that guy in, I like it a lot more. Um I, d I don't know what mark they were running on those bikes, uh, but I have seen that used before. So that's <laughs> something chaos generals are are kind of taking advantage of and dipping into, if anybody was curious. So it is being discussed. Mm. That's interesting. Then, yeah. As for the uh, faction spread, the uh, Necrons and CSM, no, no brainers. It's fifteen hundred points. None of these are no brainers. The only one in there that is a bit of an aberrant is the Orcs. But we're seeing Orcs a little bit on the rise, haven't we? In the last couple of weeks, yeah. Yeah, they are actually on the rise too. I think they've been slapped on for a while. Orcs are a lot Hold better down, than. So yeah, exactly. They won SoCal. They are they're a lot better than a lot of people give them credit for, and it's also something that people underestimate when they see them on the table now. They'll see like, oh, how many buggies you have? None? Psh, whatever. You got probably yeah. got. You can't. You can't do any damage to me. That turn one log with um, given the given the invulnerable save, you know, essentially yeah. that's what they're kind of kind of banking on here is yep. that they're they're doing a, a almost like a numbers check on the table, and you know this is we talk about the meta being an ecosystem. You know, where things start to kind of come flow in and out in different quantities and so on and so forth. And I think that folks had really, uh, like the orcs weren't in a great place. And now with some of the things that other people are taking, the orcs are becoming just inherently more powerful. Especially as those generals have refined their list and kind of figured out, I need, I'm going to burn some of my abilities just on being reaction. What, what, it, what, it, what it needs to win this game, not what I would necessarily want to do with it. Uh, because if they're on the table for one extra turn, that's all the orcs need sometimes, apparently. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. Also there, I think we all slept on it, but they're one of the biggest uh, backhanded buffs out of the data slate. Their biggest predator, the, the faction they could not beat was Leviathan Tyranids. There was n I talked to many an orc player. They did not have a game into nids, and there was nothing they could really? do to make that into a win. They could get it to like a yellow in like traditional traffic lights, but there's nothing they could do to make that a green. And by making that a yellow, they got worse at everything else that they did. They were worse into armor contempt. They were worse into all the other builds that they should be good into. Mm -hmm. um, 
I had I had Ben Jurek on my show last week, and he's, he pretty much said verbatim, like, I could make myself better into Leviathan is, but then all of a sudden I wasn't good into Space Marines. I just lose to Space Marines. Cool. You know, terrible. Um, so jumping into the top teams in attendance, one moment. I am gonna. I am gonna try and read these out, guys. I am very unwell. I am the, now the new host of the Destroyer Hive. I pushed Typhus off the throne this morning, um, but I don't. I, I don't want to make Dustin go through my jargon. So the first of the top teams in attendance. I think it'd be funny. Go for it. Uh, Way to go, the, Dustin. Sorry. Wait. What? <laughs> <laughs> but the, I love the, some of the names of these uh, these teams. The first one is the Go Go Harambee Rangers. <laughs> Uh, it's Harambe, yeah. Uh, <laughs> st- it's, it's Necrons, Expansionist, and Eternal Conquerors. Uh, it's pretty standard Necrons for the first. It's Silent King, Heavy MSU with two Doom Size. Then we have a Free Blade Lance of Imperial Knights. Five, uh, ten Smalls, just Smalls. It's 1,500 points. Ten Smalls in a Free Blade Lance. Uh, five of each. Armaga, five Helverins, five Warglaves. Pretty sick, actually, at 1,500. Uh, GSC, Impassioned and Industrial Affinity Build. Uh, two big melee bombs. One of Akko's, one of uh, Pure Strain Genes, Gene Stealers, and the two five-mans of Metaboss, and then it's just a crap load of MSU around that um, into Rock Riders. And then a red Corsair's, a bit of everything MSU build to round it out. What do we think, boys? I mean, it's got GSC, so I think it's a great, it's got a great spread. <laughs> Checks off that the, box. Checks off that box right there. Necrons, perfect. Imperial Knights is great to have in there. I think this is actually one of the few times I'm going to say having only one knight player in your in your team is actually okay because it's only four people. Yeah. When it's four. Yeah, but look two, at all those knights. That creates a, a problem for people. It does. It does. Um, this this will be WTC, some level of WTC boards. It's in Sweden. It's hard, it's Heartland WTC territory. Yeah. But when you've got a four-player event, that means there's only one light table. So if you take two you take two knights, one of them's not copping it sweet. One of them's on the dense or the medium. Um, so one is good in fours. Two is, ooh, you better be a pairings genius to try and make that work. Um, I don't mind this five-pack. Um, I feel like it's... It's great where it's great. It's got a lot of MSU. I read out MSU a lot of the time in every bar, yeah. bar the bar the Armagers, and they're MSU as much as they could be while still being knights. So they're just playing the spread the board game. Yeah, of not Absolutely. not if not lose bad is essentially how I'm reading it. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's board control and make sure that you keep the points close, even if you are going to lose. Like that's what MSU will generally do in the team events. You even if you do lose a game, you will usually be able to keep your points in it. Especially with GSC Necrons, they're just two armies at MSU that they'll they'll score regardless yeah. of what they go up against. Um, the someone just asked in the chat what the Red Corsairs was. Um, they had I think it was five five termies, a couple of units of possessed. Some it's was, it was actually just a bit of everything. A couple of units of bikes, a couple of units of possessed. I think it had a Rhino, some Chosen, some Raptors. It literally was a bit of everything. That's just a CSM uh, list, baby. <laughs> exactly right. They just had a battalion and they filled the battalion. And there yeah, it is. Yeah. Get your two battle forces, paint them up, put the little, put the little X across the symbol on whatever it is. <laughs> That's right. You're rocking uh, and rolling. This, uh, this next uh, list, this next four pack, I believe is close to the best four pack you can get in the game. Ooh, okay. So this is Axel Steel Cordoner. Probably, probably not doing it right, but I'm giving my best shot. Um, uh, it's because you're sick. That's why you mispronounce anything. Don't worry about it. D- definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's got Empress Children, CSM, four small noise marine units, and then a max unit of termies. That's pretty much the whole list. It's that and support. Um, fast at Enclave's Tower, two commanders, uh, three into crisis suits, one of them being bodyguards, and then two bombers. Uh, it, it 
it's the expansionist Necrons. This is the uh, Australian WC WTC list of maximum scarabs with the big unit of destroyers. It's the same list, just the Silent King is in there. The Silent King and some tech pieces, and it's the same list. Um, freaking terrifying. And then a Harlequin uh, Twilight build with two big, two max units of troop and four small units of troop in boats. This is extremely powerful, this four-man. Yeah, this is a... Uh... This is a good format. I'm trying to think of any changes I'd make to it, but I mean, there, there, any changes I'd make are purely preference. I don't think there's anything that's objectively better than what they have in their four pack. Yeah, you can make an argument for taking different ones of these out, adding in equivalents. Yeah, to them. exactly. We're just oh, throwing some Jesus cults. Yeah, that's a. Oh, I think mean, that's what I was. Gonna, yeah, exactly. You throw some Jesus cult. You can take a, pretty much any one of these, replace with Jesus cult, and the, and the team just gets better. But other than that, <laughs> well, I was going to say the the Harlequin's Twilight build could be Blood Angels. It could be Kraken Nids doing something similar, yep. but with different kind of tech around them, bring different. But for a, a fast, merely aggressive list, they've got Harlequins. For a weird, grindy, tradey list, they've got the Emperor's Children. For the Alpha Strike, go up first, get the light table. They've got the fast side Oakleys, and then the the catch all, never going to get blown out. Always going to put up like ninety points. They've got the Scarab Farm. It's yeah. really well put together. I know I it's like difficult it. when we're only going over a couple of teams to pick a pick a winner here, but you know, like that's I went over just about all of them, and that's my pick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, this is going to be a, a probably a great event. I mean, there's no oh yeah, get fantastic. I, I'm going to go with uh, the Harambe Rangers because they have the Genius to Cults. The, I think the only one that's at this is at this event. Yeah, the only one. That's the one that's going to win. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the, all their teams with the MSU, like like I said, they're they're going to be able to keep the games close enough that they just need that one that one game to really go their way, and then they can yep. eke out those wins. And I think that's the way to go. I like it. Uh, I'm going to pick the team that has the most Sanguinary Guard on it. That's that's a good pick. That is a good pick. I'm sure there's only one that has at least one of them's going to have 30 for sure. Yeah, there's no reason not to. Uh, you got to have no at reason. least 20, 24, yeah, sorry, 27, 28. Uh, All right, 1500 points, so maybe maybe 27 then. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 27. Yeah, it's good. Okay. All right. Sure. All right. Just a, just a single Vanguard, Dante, <laughs> Max, Sanguard. Off we go. There you go. <laughs> you Who need? needs command? You get that one command point from Dante, and just, you know, yeah, you get to work. Maybe. So the next next tournament we have is the Death of Glory Team Tournament from Toledo, Ohio. 80 players, 16 teams of five, five-round event. Dustin, what are we going to see there? And also, thanks for everyone uh, being active in the chat. Like I said, I mentioned, I haven't mentioned this enough this, this this show, but we do this live. We have a great chat community, and they have basically been carrying it for us uh, because of all of our tech and other issues we've had. So, <laughs> chat, thank you. It's so great to see y'all uh, hanging out and being so accommodating and welcoming to everyone else that is also in the chat during the live show. Uh, sorry, I jumped in there, Dustin. What are we going to see? No, not at all. We are going to see 10 more Sisters of Battle, four Custodes, one Astro Militarum, one Grey Knight, and three Imperial Knights. Space Marines are going to be one Dark Angel, one Space Wolf, five Blood Angels, one Ultramarine, and one Salamander. Chaos, there's three Chaos Space Marines, three T-Suns, three Death Guard, four Demons, and two Renegade Knights. Xenos, there's seven Necrons, three Orcs, ten Tau. Apparently, all the Tau came here instead. One Votan. Hive Mind, six Tyranids. Tau Country, exactly. And then Aldari, there's one Drukari, six Harlequins, five Asuriani, meaning the faction podium is Sisters and Tau, topping it off with ten. Necrons and seven in second with seven. And then Harlequins and Tyranids in third with six. So no real surprise there. There's been a pretty big rise on Asuriani lately, though. Mm. 
what's going on with that? What's happening there? Is it just because of the demon surge and everybody's like bringing more guns? I they mean, do I, get I, stratagems I, that help them against demons. It's true. And, they do. I mean, it's the demons that, also have stratagems that help them against them. So I don't that know. is also true. <laughs> so, so there's a lot. Of, there's a lot. Of, I think it's three. I think it's three reasons for my mind. Firstly, the Leviathan change means that all their massed strength six shots just aren't going to waste into perma transhuman. That's true. Feels a lot better. Um, okay. Secondly, they're actually quietly have always been good into. Um, into um, Necrons because they actually have the perfect strengths for removing Scarabs and removing all their mid-tier strength toughness five bodies. But they didn't get a chance to because they never made a pass to Leviathan Nids, so there wasn't any point to bring them. Now, they're also look – at, look at the – what is the most prominent build for Chaos Space Marines? The archetype is all melee. So you get to play keep away from CSM. You get to be decent into Necrons and Tyranids, which you weren't before. And now you also get to prey on, on Demons. Let's go, boys. Let's bring out the knife ears. It's time to That's get all the, all the shuriken cans back. All in the great points. Those are all, all really good 100%. points. Like, yeah. So you're, you're saying basically that the Tyranid Leviathan build, like the warrior build alone, was keeping, Kept the, it down. Uh, was keeping the strength six Eldari at bay. Well, because it's all I got. Yeah. What else are you going to attack? Well, it's true. No. Well, they have some yeah. decent psychic, but I mean, you're right. The, the strength six spam is something that uh, the Eldar have been known for since it's, seventh. They're exclusive. You're, you're dead on, though. Yeah. With, you know, with that match yeah. into Tyrannus, the match into Tyrannus was miserable because you can't take a bunch of psychic secondaries because there's exactly. you know, yeah. all kind of yeah. problems. Yeah. You know, there's yep. your, your weapons don't shoot. So you're, you, and you know, you're going to, you were going to see that build. And so you were, I mean, the best your weekend can possibly be, you know, outside of some great fortune. You see what I did there? Wow. That was nice. That was nice. It's, it's four and one. Yeah. Fortune's a psychic power that Eldar have, guys. So just to make sure that we got everybody, everybody just bow down before, before the pun power. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Tyrannus was a horrible matchup. Like you said, Paul, they couldn't rely on anything coming out of their psychic tree, their psychic powers, because they can all just be denied with supreme authority yeah. you can't shoot them dead because they you can't they're tyrannid and you, there's you're not trading into anything what what do you have as a eldari player that goes into even five tyrannid warriors kills them in, in, 30 in swooping hawks yeah i meant in melee i meant in melee like you know what goes in and trades on an objective versus five warriors let alone the freaking triple nines we were seeing in some lists so mm-hmm. definitely getting more healthy for the the eldari which is good because um, it was that there was nothing there to like. They had some middling results out of Drakari and Asuriani, but Harlequins was the only sub faction that was really popping off, and everyone else was kind of finding different Yunari tech to try and and get somewhere with that. But now I think they're still trying to find some like Yunari tech. I've seen the odd Yunari list here yeah. and there. They're not they're not on the rise, even though more people are trying it. Sort of like some people are trying, and others are like, nah, I'm done, and then just keep going a, back and forth. <laughs> it's a a right right player, right time, right meta, perfectly. Yeah. Yunari can can do anything. But it, you gotta well, hit the, it all the doors are open, and that's what yep. we're yep. that's what we're highlighting and, and showing from the stats here is that players have figured out that this is a great time to get experimental. And so, if there's a faction exactly. that you like or want to play, this is a great time to get out there because I'm going to use the B word. There's a lot of balance happening right now. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's one of those things to where there, there are some great lists and some very dominant things, but at the same time, there's also a lot of wiggle room for good players to sneak in there and do do some damage you know and that some of these things are because fewer other players that they're that some of them are the same players that were coming to events the week before or the two weeks yep. before or whatever and so they've chosen to take different lists which means there's different things to there's different variables here and the variables are all coming out to one 
conclusion is that we see a v- wider variety of what people are actually taking to tournaments. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the codexes are a lot deeper than we thought. You look at you look at Harlequins, probably the lowest amount of data sheets in any codex in the game right now. Correct. And they just went through three different iterations of that whole list in three months, four months, something yep. like that. Yep. They went from dark to light to twilight. And there's mm-hmm. still some people that are trying out dark again. Still some people playing light. Like it's they don't have that many data sheets, and still there's this many variations to the list. Like that's that's the the lowest data sheet codex, and it's still that varied. Literally, I didn't mention it at Coventry, but the best Harlequins player in the UK, um, I think it's Mr. Mark Porter. If, uh, please forgive me if I've got that wrong, but he's just taken the same damn light list he took last week. He's just like, ah, it's yeah, still fine. Exactly. Let's go. It's fine. I'm it's really, fine. really interested to see how he does with it. Um, literally, I don't, I don't know if he's changed a point to what from what he's been previously running. But jumping down to some of the top teams in attendance, and then this first team is called Death and Glory. It's absolutely freaking stacked. This has got. Ogden, Chester, TJ on it. It's this. This is probably going to win. <laughs> obviously, probably. So we put a, uh, you know, it's got a pretty good chance. Pretty yeah. Good chance. So you expect this to be really good. It starts off with a bloody rose brigade, and oh, the they already won. Thing, they already won. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're already they're already ballers, aren't they? Anybody they're takes a brigade, ballers. you're just a baller. Um, but the only difference here is that he has a unit of dominions in it and three small uh, five uh, sister retributor units. Otherwise, it's exactly the same as usual. I do like the addition here, though. Having the, the threat of the dominions turn one in addition to the, the repentia or you know one or the other, I think adds a little bit of spice Like because the dominions can be packing retributors as well. Then we have uh, a scarab farm, necrons list, uh, a t-suns and demons uh, duplicity list with 20 scarab occult terminates and then a three, a four, and a five flamer units. So a unit of three, a unit of four, and a unit of five for a total of what is that? Total of twelve. So that is less than oh, the market. There's, there's, oh, there's, there's, there's too few. Too few. It's less than the market average of fifteen Garbage. boys, but it's still quite a few. Um, <laughs> it's got a, we got a Twilight Harlequins build with three big five and five small troops in five boats. I had to look at this twice because I was like. You can fit that. You can fit three big and five small in five boats. That's really, really good. It's a lot. Um, and then we have a Tau Sept list with two big crisis units, a single Riptide, and two bombers. Seems right. A bit of hybrid of what we're seeing out there right now. Most most of the crisis suit uh, lists don't don't pack a Riptide, uh, yeah. and most of the Riptide just- lists don't don't have much crisis suits. Yeah, we're we're starting to see Riptides replace the Hammerheads that were kind of in those lists now. Yeah. I think. Yep, yep, yep. Usually, it's like you know, last month that would have been long strike, two crisis, and two yeah. bombs, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and I think it's because people have realised the 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 single hammerhead in a lot of games is just a bit of a win more, especially into like when you're playing tower into knights. The hammerhead isn't the thing that's winning you that game. You're just yeah. gonna yeah, you're just exactly. gonna crisis bully the ever living crap out of them. We we can actually uh, we can actually speak to personal experience because we had one of our team turns we went to not too long ago we actually had our Tau go into a chaos knight matchup because that's it was perfect oh he had he had four hammerheads he had long strike and three hammerheads perfect right the hammerheads whiffed every single turn it just did not go well for the Tau. <laughs> so mm. you never know because well, it's still swingy sometimes right obviously I think they got an unlock and then, uh... ideally you want to be you, that's the matchup you want but sometimes I don't know. I feel like the hammerheads can be swinging sometimes. Like, Riptides are just more durable. They're safer, I think. Yeah, the Riptide is the the non-interactive piece that you can just you can just bide a little bit more time and just pace the game out a little bit better with the, with the Riptide than a hammerhead. Um, but I'm still not convinced on any of them. I think we're now into a beautiful bit of the Tau um, 
internal meta, internal um, balance where you just have a bit of a sliding scale. How many, you know, how many crises to riptide, to mm-hmm. bombers, to commanders, to hammerheads? Like, you, it's, it's, there's just so many good options now, I think. Yeah. And I don't truly believe in teams as a wrong one, it's just which is fit for purpose in the rest of the squad. Um, but yeah, exceptionally, exceptionally good um, for go. five pack here. The next then one. Then we is, got a, a bit of a yeah list here, a, a bucket of teams, which uh, seems pretty interesting. So. <laughs> This uh, so I, I always like to try and get the team which I think is the strongest or best represents them better, and we did that in both the previous you know Death and Glory and the previous teams event. Uh, this is just because I loved these lists and it's a lot of fun. Um, this is Down River Rats, fantastic name. Uh, Custodes, three by three Virtus Praetors and three Caladius Grav Tanks. No joke of a list. Um, then he's got Goth Orcs. Uh, with Gaz and Makari, two kill reads, 20 commandos. Pretty similar to what Ben Jurek won SoCal with. Um, a couple of, about 300 points difference, really. And then here's, everyone sit down for this one. Salamanders, you know, Adeptus Astartes. Vulcan, two units of freaking Stern Guard in a Rhino. He's got two units of aggressive, two units of aggressive. Rhino meta, holy it's finally shit. here. Oh, holy shit. Every one of these Stern Guard have uh, a combi melter and a multi melter in, in each 2-5 man. And I'm like, with Vulcan? It's actually not crap. Like I'm honestly, I, I had to look at it twice. I'm like, Vulcan gives him four rerolls, doesn't he? I looked it up. I'm like, holy crap! This is, you've made Sterngard actually not look horrifically terrible. Well done, sir. Congratulations. You've you've done like that's a first for 2022. Um, rest of the five pack is a Wardmaker's Grey Knights list, which has 30 interceptors and three Dread Knights. Which actually, I actually don't hate Dread Knights at the moment. I think they might be having a little bit of a resurgence, and then another tower. Uh, tower let me build. let me jump in on the uh, Dread Knights for a second. A mixed Imperium army made it to the top sixteen in Kansas last last weekend. Was that was Grey, that Grey Knights and Astro Militarum? Ah, cool. That nice. was uh, that was actually still a good combo for a while. I think. I, mm. well, we'll see you actually when the new guard yeah. codex comes. Like Dread Knights, Lehman maybe... Russes, and Maricors, You know, <clears throat> pretty pretty good. You know, so. yeah, that's that's pretty good. I mean, you uh, mentioned Dread Knights being like it could be a real thing. I think they are. It's yeah, yeah, I absolutely do. I think they're, they're good as they're on a little bit of a comeback as well. Our last one of the five pack is a Tasset build with three units of Crisis suits, um, one hammerhead and two bombers. So exactly like we were joking about <laughs> in the previous one. It's exactly the sliding scales we were we were we were trolling about. Um, but yeah, that five pack. While I don't think it's as strong as the previous one, still has some pretty cool builds. And my god, as soon as I saw the Stone Guard, I was in love. I was like, ah. Well done, gentlemen. Have to mention that one for sure. Had that's, to. That's respect for that for sure. I'm I'm down with this one. What would you guys yeah. think you're gonna win this one though? Because uh, I mean, Sterngard. Obviously, yeah, right? Sterngard, right? Right? Yeah, probably <laughs> the the team we mentioned first is is gonna be yeah. very tough to beat. I don't know, man. Only eleven game. flamers in that T Suns list. I, <laughs> that's right. I don't Hardly know, man. even trying. Hardly you're not even trying, trying man. <laughs> <laughs> so look that is the end of uh, well i should say it's not the end of our show that's almost the end of our show here at the the last part of the show we have a segment we call the fuego repito this is a palate cleanser this has oftentimes very little to do with warhammer 40,000. Uh, we don't know the topics until we see them uh this is also when we invite production on to, to kind of uh shepherds through this journey we put up a list of topics on the screen and uh we get two minutes to comment on them once the clock starts um we rapid fire away once Hello. the clock is hit zero we abandon the topic never to return to it again huh yes hello how are you guys hi we did it we made it through the show i'm so don't, don't count us out yet because we still have the <laughs> you know what though <laughs> i'm gonna tell you right now 
this Fuego is a baller. So this thing's oh, gonna. You, this don't thing's do that. You, you can't. You can't right set back. up a Fuego like that. Yeah. Because now we have Look a at huge Adam. Adam's reading him right now, and he's in love. I can tell you right what? now. He's not. Uh, he can't he's, read right yeah. now. He's like, was, he, see, was, he sees four screens in front of him. <laughs> I was reading some guy named Alex. Uh, I'm going to mispronounce his name just to troll him. Yeah. Shivilla? Shivilla? Or whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you you couldn't. Uh, he's having a go at me for speaking too loud. He tried to listen to me at 1.5 speed. That was your first. Uh, yeah, that's like. Oh, that's, that's not like a five speed. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's right. get going. What guard tank would you want to drive? I feel like this is pretty oh. easy, actually. Oh, I'd go a Hellhammer. Really? Hellhammer, that's a good one. Yeah, okay. you know, I'm looking at the. It's got to be the the Stormlord. Oh yeah, because you got forty year forty year mates in the back. Yeah, thirty nine <laughs> buddies in the in the tank with me. <laughs> yeah, just uh, and a and a gun that just don't stop. I just drive a Salamander Command tank. <laughs> just, yeah, just tell everyone else to drive harder. Just, you drive harder. You, drive harder. <laughs> drive harder. Shoot better. You. The guy's there. Why are you shooting over there for? What's wrong with you? So God. I'm, I'm sad no one said the the new tank, the Dorn. I don't, the Rogel Dorn? I haven't seen I mean, it what's your really since we have a minute, what's your opinion on it? It's it's no Oh, I think it looks it's awesome. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I think it No, looks I can't awesome. I can't wait to like build 3 of them. Okay. You know, I I sincerely hope that the the weapons are easy to kind of swap out. And a lot of the new kits, they actually are, so I would I would imagine that they probably are. Uh but as far as like the tank goes, I I think it, I don't know why they've opted to put like a place to stand on the outside of it for the <laughs> yeah because they're guard he's just know. a guy but like, you know you know I bet that guy's feeling like king of the world you know like you so more power to him yeah. you got to let all the other crews know who the new guy is right <laughs> oh right he's got to everybody needs to paint that guy with a red shirt yeah he's got a red yeah. shirt on he has to have the <laughs> red shirt that's fantastic little but who doesn't <laughs> like guard tanks yeah, that's that's what's up. <laughs> Me right, up so quick, I think quick. we solved that one. <laughs> so, what are the loyal thirty-two up to right now, mate? Uh, so I have over two hundred painted guardsmen, and I during Eighth Edition I lent out uh, over a hundred guardsmen oh. worth of loyal thirty-twos, oh. and I did not get them all back. Oh, I, I have loyal thirty-twos scattered amongst the wastelands of Australia, just foraging for themselves, surviving off the land. Uh, like, I, I already yeah. told you. The loyal thirty-two are like hanging out with me and my stormlord, and we're just cruising around. That's <laughs> like, so what we do on the weekends. That's so what we're doing this Friday. Hanging Every out, time. going out to the quick. You, you guys ain't gonna like Every time Canadians on a buy, swap, and sell, I freaking click on that picture, and they're like, "Are those mine? You son of a!" Passed <laughs> 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 around. Uh, no, they're uh, yeah, they're not loyal anymore, man. They're 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 part of the insurrection oh. now. They work for me. I don't, I don't know how to tell you guys that they're they're over there carrying seismic cannons now. Mm. All of them, all thirty-two of them. You're the only one that knows what a seismic cannon looks like. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Does anyone want to explain <laughs> what the loyal thirty-two was, real quickly? Oh, maybe people don't uh, so know. So loyal right? thirty-two back in the allies stage of the game, you could take a guard detachment that was typically composed totally of thirty-two models. Yeah, so it used to be that in the old system, you had to get more detachments to get more command points. So the more detachments you filled out, the more command points you started the game with. And so the cheapest way for an Imperium player to fill out a battalion was to take 32 guardsmen, two commanders, three units of 10 infantry. And that would get you 
a bunch of extra command points to start the game with. So everyone who was playing Space Marines would just bring their loyal 32 to fuel their Space Marine command point system. Yeah, yes. and some of them would start bringing like mortars in there sometimes too. But like, yeah, loyal 32 yeah. would be common. Yeah. Just get your get your five command points. There you go. There's a history lesson from the Thursday show. All right. Yeah. Give uh, you everything here. <laughs> what's the best guard color scheme? End of discussion. Oh. Drop the hammer. You got to start with Caliban green. <laughs> Caliban green. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I like where this is going. And that's where, well, that's where it all starts. Then, uh, <laughs> then just, then draw brush a little bit with the, uh, not with the, what is it? The Strachan green. There's a lighter color it's, green. There's a Lauren Forest one that I use. Uh, it's too green. <laughs> it's too green. There's a green in between there. Yeah. Uh, and then that's that's your base green. Stegadon? And then for no, no, Stegadon is more bluish. <laughs> I like that one. Cyberite is kind of that's lighter. Super bright. Cabalite. Uh Cabalite green? Yeah, that's darker. That's one. Well, anyway, look, you said what's the what's the best? You're <laughs> yeah, not talking okay. about what's the best. The, what's the best? <laughs> the best is what I'm talking about. Okay. And then with camo, it's pretty like camo is easier than you think, especially like on uh fatigues. And like their actual like pants and stuff, because you just paint, you know, you paint something like a, like just a white color scheme or like a super light green for their top parts. Uh, And so you can get away with just kit and camo on uh, the, the BDUs or whatever they are. And you do with like a darker Brown and it's a little like a dot of darker Brown then a dot of slightly lighter Brown on top of it. And there you go. You could also do it like a little black. And, and then do the uh, the, and the bare blocks. arms. I'm sorry, the browns on top of that. Bare arms, right, Paul? Completely bare arms. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You gotta, you gotta show is. them muscles. <laughs> yeah. Guns out. Look, oh. that's why you load the guns faster. That's why. <laughs> they, oh, I will say on on their actual miniatures, I find it very hard to go past mm-hmm. the Vestroy in color scheme. On the okay. Vestroy miniatures, it is beautiful. Yeah. Okay. okay. I don't have enough time to go through my actual paint scheme, but uh, basically the best guard paint scheme is uh, rusted claw. Oh, every oh. time. <laughs> hey, if you're talking about guard again. I could, I play guard. I play yeah. guard. You, yeah. Come on. So this is an actual question. Uh, why are guard <laughs> a good balance to the meta? I'm actually a little <laughs> concerned about what guard's going to do to this meta when they come out. If they are yeah. strong, if they are I've... very strong, because then we will have three extremely powerful shooting armies in the meta. That being um, Votan, Tau, and Guard, and um, we have a pretty good balance between shooting and fighty at the moment. And I like it where it is. I don't want the scales to be tipped too far. As a and that is as a guard player, I adore my guard. I will be playing that book and enjoying that book. Um, they're a good balance for the meta because they're usually a big check and a balance to, well, in 8th edition, they were a huge check and balance to anything Chaos related. And Chaos, I don't know if you paid attention to the rest of the show, Chaos is out in force. JD needs some vengeance. Oh, don't we? Don't we just? <laughs> uh, why are the guard a good balance for the meta? I, I think yeah, we'll see. Uh, but good shooting and some good indirect fire and that kind of stuff may, may create you know some interesting... Uh, unit choices for opponents. Yeah, I think historically guard are good for the meta because they're one of the really good horde armies, generally speaking, and their out of line of sight shooting is what kind of keeps some of the MSU builds that are hiding behind a lot of terrain in check. So if they if they go back to like the really good out of line of sight shooting that they had like in the meta in the past, then 
a lot of these, like the Twilight build for Harlequins, that might actually be a lot harder to pull off, things like that. Orcs might get hurt again if they're doing MSU stuff. So those are the kind of checks and balances that they come into. The problem is that the only, if they come in and break all the not, like the ones that are already struggling, then it just feels bad, right? If they if they take yeah. out like, you know, new nids, like the Quints and stuff, then that's that's okay, but that's their general getting setup. another strong list in the meta or strong codex in the meta if if they are strong are is going to be awesome because yeah, it just gives sure. more options and, yep. and i agree with that and what he said it was like you know well we're out of time can't tell right. you why i agree with yep. that yep no oh, okay tell you what we'll never know we'll never know yep. this is back to the good questions uh why doesn't flg sell sleeveless event shirts that's that's a damn good point right <laughs> yeah hey why why do you think that is because they don't respect Australians, oh, obviously. Clearly, Whoa. clearly, must <laughs> yeah, must be some Australian hate. I'd have the whole range if they did. If they did shirtless, sorry, yeah, a sleeveless. That, we should, I'd... and then and then off, you know, corresponding headbands. Oh, ooh, yeah, headband yeah. could be good. Mm-hmm. Bandana. It's See, for me, I these are like... all things that I've seen the FLG crew wear. So yeah, I don't know why sense. it's not in the true. Yeah, it's on the whiteboard. It's on the whiteboard. <laughs> I think I think we solved that. Believe it or not. Uh, right. What we need, you know, what we need some yeah. Fuego Rapido merch. We do. Ah, yeah, Fuego. All right, this is the last question. I think it's actually the best, which is why I put it uh, on the bottom here. What would you rather be a trooper in the Predator, the Aliens, or Starship Starship Troopers? Ooh, that's a ooh, that's fantastic. That right? That's a you mean question. you mean just okay. like a? Would you rather be a grunt in which yeah. franchise? What's the trooper? Yeah, the oh, I thought you meant in the movie because like a higher percentage of the the folks in Alien got out. Than I feel like it's the universe. The it's the universe. So what would you rather oh. be a trooper in? in oh, these? then definitely Predator because you don't. You're very unlikely to see any of those. Very <laughs> yeah, likely to see all the other yeah. things. <laughs> I mean, did you see Clendathu? It was a bloodbath. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't. It wasn't good. It wasn't. It was was a a trap. It was a trap. It's a trap. Um, Yeah, like a meteor at Buenos Aires or whatever. Like, come on, you. So you're not looking for action by being in the Predator, is what you're saying? No. also, you, yeah. is what I'm saying. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you're more likely to you're more likely to survive the Predator franchise. I believe I will be bored, but I will be alive. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. But I mean, if you're dead, you wouldn't know you're bored. Yeah, that's true. Right? That's true. I mean, and, and like, so there's there's a different reaction thing as well. I could pretend to not be a soldier if the Predator rocks up and just throw my guns down and be like, ha harmless. Leave me alone. <laughs> not gonna, <laughs> not gonna work so well on the bugs or the aliens. Like you right. know. All right. Well, I, I think I, I'd want to be in the in the predator one because I'd I'd be able to take the predator on. Get out of here! Take the take predator on. on. I could take him better than I could take an alien or a million aliens. So hmm. you know, so, tell me I'm wrong there. I don't. I can't. I mean, a single alien? I don't know. I just cover my, cover on... myself in mud against them and stuff. <laughs> and uh, get all the yeah, we have, we have a handbook. Hand. Yeah, yeah, we get basically yeah, a textbook yeah. on how to fight yeah, exactly. at this point. Yeah. And, and Tanya, yes, you can have bionics in uh, Starship Troopers. That's a oh, nice. see, yeah, sorry, sorry, That's... guys, and it's Fuego. You can't uh, change your answer. Well, you can't do that to us. That's not sorry. fair. Tanya, you're right. Hey, well, that that is our show. Look, this this show has been a little been a little bit fraught with peril. So I really appreciate it. We're hanging in with us. Uh, this is always exciting. We get to talk about the, the meta. Uh, we describe it while y'all are out there being it. 
you know, a little bit of FOMO happening, but I love doing it. And it, what's, you know, it's not, not kidding. Like we're, we've watched this progress this entire year, year and a half, basically at this point and just how healthy things are out there, how conducive it is to getting out there and playing. If that is something that you want to do, I feel like, you know, in any other time in the last several years that you can really focus on the faction that you think is the, the, would be the most fun for you. Yeah. So that's, yeah, it's fun to talk about. Uh, that is our show. Thanks everybody in the chat. Uh, Adam, Dustin, thank you. Richard in the background, thank you very much. Leave some five-star reviews if you haven't already. Like, share, and subscribe. Leave some comments because when you leave, when you do these like free things, that helps other people come and notice or whatever with the algorithm start to, to kind of click off uh, and they can come back and join us and, and watch our, uh, uh, our, our normal show. <laughs> Maybe live or listen after the fact. It's always exciting. Thanks a lot, everybody. We'll see you all next week. Thank see you, guys. Get to the chopper!